0: Blue Wire. Hey guys, you're listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Fangirl Playbook on Blue Wire. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, joined as always by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll. We have lots of NFL to talk about today, including Are the Ravens the best team in football? We preview the Packers 49ers Sunday night matchup and an AFC South matchup with major playoff implications. This podcast is brought to you by Untuck It. And now let's get to it, fangirls. All right, Steph, lots to talk about as we go into week 12. I can't believe we are already going into week 12 of the NFL season, but it's been an exciting season so far
1: yeah I can't believe it's gone this fast and there's been some like dark horses coming out you know and there's people that you know were definitely you know predicted to do so well in the very beginning or during the off season that are kind of really um gone downhill so you know it's really it's really interesting and there's a lot of teams that i i especially the forty ers I
0: did not imagine that they would be nine and one so it's exciting. It is exciting, and we'll definitely talk more of that. And actually, when you just said that, there's been a lot of dark horses. I, something we haven't really talked about much on this podcast, and it's just kind of occurred to me, the Buffalo Bills. What? I know. What? <laughs> <laughs> and but every week. They really, yeah, ahead, they've, they've really,
1: like, shored up their defense. And it, it, everything that they're doing, even Josh Allen, I was kind of iffy about him. I just thought, okay, you know what I And then it all just came and synced together. Now, are they perfect? No, but they're fighting every week and they've got, you know, a lot to play for and they have really good team chemistry. So yeah, they are, um, that was a real big surprise for me. So I know Bill Fangirl is just like probably, you know, jumping on tables or whatever, but it's like,
0: (laughs) yeah, it's exciting. She is definitely thrilled and that's just one where They're also like low key really good because no one's really talking about them. But week after week, they win. They're seven and three. Unless something goes terribly wrong over the next several weeks, they're going to the playoffs. And they could be one of those teams that you don't want to play in the playoffs. So it's going to be, that'll be a fun one to watch. Uh, We'll start though. Well, I guess we won't start with this because we've now talked about the Bills. But then (laughs) we'll move on next to this past weekend between the Ravens and the Texans. we had talked about this last week and I think it's just an important game to talk about because the Ravens really made a statement. and yes, they made a statement by beating the Patriots a couple weeks ago and of course and making the Patriots look bad. I'm not just beating them, but really making them look bad showing the chinks in the armor. But then now they were up against Deshaun Watson. Everybody talked, including us, talked about this epic quarterback battle. He was held to zero touchdowns. He was sacked six times. Lamar Jackson ran, literally ran all over the Texans defense. He was 17 of 24 for 222 yards and four touchdowns and rushed for 86 yards. I'm looking at the Ravens as the team to beat, not just in the AFC, but in the NFL.
1: They're very good, and they have a really dynamic quarterback, like you said, in Lamar Jackson. You know, they're, they're, it's weird because I think in week four, the Browns beat the Ravens, but then they turn around and rip off like six wins, you know,
0: consecutive
1: mm-hmm. victories. Um, I do think, you know, that the fact that they can beat tough teams makes them really something, um, you know, it, it, You cannot count them out. And then at the same time, you know, the AFC is kind of shaky in nature. Like, you never know, you know, what's going to happen there. So I'm looking at a definitely Patriots-Ravens rematch. I think it would be the AFC championship game for sure.
0: I agree with you. And now we're seeing the Chiefs, who did win last night, but they barely beat the Chargers. And I don't know. I'm not convinced that Mahomes is fully healthy. And that team goes by Patrick Mahomes. I mean, as Mahomes goes, they go, I really think, in the long run, especially as they get into the playoffs. I think in the regular season there's teams they can beat. But, you know, the the defense there has always been questionable. Um, It's really his team. It is the quarterback on that team, and I just think we're seeing that this may not be their year. They're not quite the Chiefs that we saw last year. So – I agree with you as they go farther and farther. I just think it's going to be the Patriots and the Ravens. Uh, There's a game this weekend that, of course, has, or on Thursday, I believe, that has some playoff implications in your AFC South. The Jaguars are unfortunately not (laughs) going to be involved in any playoff implications. (laughs) However, um, the, the Colts and the Texans, this is a pretty big, important game for both these teams, especially with the Texans coming off that short week, really just beat down. Uh, by the Ravens.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Whoever wins the game had the division. You know, right now, you know. So not saying that things can't change, um, but there were a lot of things that had to happen. And you know, the Colts are still playing football. You know, it, it it's a weird division that they play each other quite a bit. And you know, there's been a lot of injuries. There's been a lot of you know, it's not very good football. But you know it. it you know, you have to give respect where respect is due. And, you know, I think the Colts and Houston have definitely stepped up when they needed to be. Yeah, they're both six and four. But every week you never know if they're going to pull out that win or not. So, uh, you know, when you think about it that way, it's really, really going to be an important game for both
0: teams. And I want to take a second to talk about the Colts because this was a team – of course, soon before the season started, Andrew Luck retires. Colts fans are up in arms. It is like the biggest story in the world. Of course, now months later, that feels like eons ago and there have been so many other stories that are just as big if not bigger than Andrew Luck retiring. But you got to give it to Jacoby Brissett and what, you know, he's been able to do. He was he was injured for I want to say one or two games. He was out. Um but he really has done a good job with the team. I think they found their franchise quarterback, and I think Colts fans have to feel good, at least about the future. But I'm interested to see this matchup on Thursday. I, you know, I, they're both coming off a short week, but Indianapolis had a much easier day on Sunday. Um, they had a win over your Jaguars, and I am sorry about that too, because I know you were <laughs> hoping that maybe things were going to turn around with the return of Nick Foles. I did, and that's been –
1: well, you know, I can't really blame the guy because it was his first game back. He's been out for 10 weeks. I think he had a – you know, if he had been playing all along, I think the Jaguars would have had a whole different story. And the Minshew mania was obviously really fun. And, you know, it, it is what it is. Injuries happen. You know, attrition is part of the game. But, you know, they paid a lot of money for full, so I think people really felt like they deserved a little bit better of a performance, um, you know. Not even scoring a touchdown and not, you know, throwing the ball over so many times. And he he can be so dynamic and he can pull these wins and he can, you know, be that underdog story. But it just never came to fruition, you know, on Sunday. So it was it's disappointing. Who knows if they're going to win? But I, right now I'm just hoping that they at least get eight wins. Um, but I know that. Kind of a long shot. <laughs> well, How
0: many wins do they have right now? Um, They have four. Yeah. So, well, maybe. <laughs> um, but, well, it's I do possible. think it's possible. <laughs> I also think that with every week, you're right, it was his first game back. I think Foles will play better and better. But that is going to be uh, a storyline to watch through the end of the season and really into next season because they did pay a lot of money for Foles. And I think the big question mark for a lot of people was, is Nick Foles – as good as he was in Philadelphia, or did that offense really play to his strengths? Did that really work for him? Because he's been in the league a long time, and he hadn't necessarily seen that kind of success elsewhere. I mean, he definitely hadn't. He was the MVP of the Super Bowl with the Eagles, so he definitely hadn't seen that success elsewhere. So I think this is a storyline that will be interesting to watch, as I said, the rest of the season and into next season, especially because – Minshew has proved that he probably is the quarterback of the future. Certainly there were ups and downs, but I think he performed a lot better than anybody thought he would. So it will be interesting to kind of see how that plays out um, over the next year or so. So that one will be good. So in this Indianapolis-Houston Texans game, you know what, though? I'm giving it to the Texans. I think they're going to win. I am because I think they – I believe they're home – and though I will double check that because I don't want to give you all wrong information, but I believe they're home. And I just think coming off that loss, I don't know that they're gonna let themselves lose again. That being said, it was a tough loss. So I don't know. But while yeah, I, I mean, try to see where they're playing, please share your thoughts. It's Houston. <laughs> um yeah, I'm playing Houston. Houston. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the Colts
1: have beat the Texans before at home. So You know, because, you know, you never know how things are going to go because it's their second matchup. And I always feel like teams play each other better on their second matchup because they've had one to look at, you know, so they can re-scheme things, they know their weaknesses, they, you know, can watch tape, and, you know, and then the teams actually play better. So that's why I think this is going to be a really good game between the Colts and the Texans because, you know, you're really going to see them really bringing their all and you know whoever wins obviously takes you know the lead in that so it's gonna be it has massive implications both ways you know and you know it's gonna be interesting Um, you know the Ravens beat the Texans the Colts no wait yeah Ravens beat the Texans but I Mm -hmm. think that the Colts um, can beat
0: the Ravens if that makes sense so it's going
1: to. Oh, you, you ever... do.
0: You think the Colts can beat the Ravens? Yeah, I do. I think they're right there. Right now. And maybe this, maybe I'm just totally playing into the hype, but right now I don't think anybody can beat the Ravens. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is I my feeling at this moment in time. Dave,
1: they've, they've really shown. I just think it's a gr- good matchup. We'll see what happens, but I just think it's a really good matchup with, like you said, Jacoby Brissett. I don't, I just really think it's going to be if they actually, I don't know if they play each other before, and I'm sure they do, but, you know. I don't
0: know know if they play each other either, to be honest with you. But in a hypothetical world. um, Yeah, we're talking playoff implications. (laughs) if we're talking playoff implications. But, of course, now that we are talking, I'm going to look up the Colts' schedule the rest of the season so we can, again, give you the correct information as to whether or not they play the Ravens. And it's not looking like. They do. So we may never know if the Colts can play, beat the Ravens, guys. This may be one of the great mysteries of the NFL, uh, unless they meet each other in the playoffs. But I, I, this will be a good game on Thursday. I'm I'm going to give it to the Texans because I just I think they're, they're home. I don't think they're going to let themselves be beat twice. Deshaun Watson is not going to be held to zero touchdowns again uh, and to that kind of game. But the Ravens made a real statement and Lamar Jackson made a real statement. And someone said to me the other day, well, you know, give defenses a season to figure him out. I said, they've had a, or off season to figure him out. And, you know, there, not every quarterback gets figured out. No one's figured out Russell Wilson. No one's figured out right. Aaron Rodgers. No one's figured out Tom Brady. Like, there are quarterbacks that no one's figured out Drew Brees. There are quarterbacks, many of them, who do not get, quote, unquote, figured out. And I think it's something that people say a lot about mobile quarterbacks. Right. But I, I just don't think that that is happening with Lamar Jackson and, honestly, this crop of uh, mobile quarterbacks. So it's going to be very fun to watch him. But yeah, right now, someone told me yesterday, I said the, the Ravens were the best team in the NFL and they told me it was a hot take. And I said, what is it though? Is it a hot take? Because they're coming off two pretty big wins over two pretty good teams. So I don't know if it is a hot take. I mean, you know, it's, they're, they're somebody to watch. I
1: mean, you can't if you underestimate them, I think that that's when you're going to lose to them. And I think that that's what's happened. I think they have a great coaching staff. I, I mean, Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, is MVP. And, mm-hmm. you know, the other one, like you said about – they said that about Russell Wilson. Well, they never figured that out. And he's having probably the best season of his career. Mm-hmm. So he's only going to mature, get better. It doesn't mean you are all – always going to drop off yeah I know it's happened with some quarterbacks but it doesn't always mean that so I I think they're tough I think the Ravens
0: I mean they scare me they scare me more than the Patriots oh I I totally agree with you and 49ers are playing the Ravens in two weeks and in my head that's a loss I've just just like written it off. I I just, they're playing them in Baltimore. I I, (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But I guess that brings us to the NFC West preview or the, I'm sorry, the NFC game preview of the week. But before we do that, uh, we are going to take a quick word from our sponsor. The holidays are almost here. And you know what that means? Gifts. And what better gift to give the guy in your life than a stylish shirt that fits just right. Unlike most brands, untucked shirts are actually designed to be worn untucked. Untucked shirts always fall at that just-right length, no matter his size, so he looks casual and sharp. Ever see an untucked button-down? They look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck it the original button-down shirt, actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape. Untucked shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. And with the holidays near, there's no better gift for your favorite guy who needs an upgrade. With more than 50 fit combinations, Untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. You can find your favorite Untucked style online or check out one of their 80 brick-and-mortar stores. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again. And their website is so easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit untuckit.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's un T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. All right. I had trouble getting that out earlier, but it is an NFC game preview. The game of the week, arguably, and I'm not even sure, arguably Sunday night football between the Packers and the 49ers. Such a good game that it got flexed. Uh, It was originally a one twenty five start and now it is the Sunday night game. I am literally waiting all week for Sunday night. I'm sure you (laughs) are too. Uh, this is going to be a great game. I do believe the 49ers will pull this out. I do. I think they're a better team, top to bottom, their home. Granted, the Packers are coming off a bye. But I, this is going to be a good one. I don't expect it to be I – I mean, I do expect it to be a close game. But I do think the 49ers are better. But, of course, this depends very much on the various injuries the 49ers are dealing with right now.
1: Yeah, it seems that their injuries are coming at a really bad time. Um, but you know, that's you know that's football. So it, it's interesting. I do think that the the Forty Niners can win this. Um, but you know, it's hard. It's hard to say because I you can never count Green Bay out. But Green Bay has lost against the Forty ers quite a bit, you know, when it's really mattered. But, you know, it's a different team, different defense. Um, it, you know, they're playing at home. Well, the Niners are playing at home.
0: So it's going to be a fun game. I can't wait. It, it is going to be a fun game. And you said an interesting thing about the injuries coming at a bad time. And, you know, the 49ers had that early bye. They had that week four bye, which is just a, a terrible bye week. And I don't know why anyone has to have the week four bye. But <laughs> it's I do think that is a little bit what happens now. You come later in the season and you don't have that time to give guys off. You know, They had a mini-buy, but I do think that, that that becomes part of it. But they are without Quan Alexander the rest of the season. They've been I without know. George Kittle the last couple games. Uh, Shanahan said yesterday that Kittle's availability will pretty much come down to the wire on Sunday. If, if I had to make a prediction, I don't believe that – Uh, Kittle is going to miss this game, but I think it will depend, and the 49ers have to look at the fact that they're going to be in the playoffs, whether it is as a division leader or a wild card, and they've got to be really careful. As important as this game is in the playoff picture, they do have to be careful. Um, You know, we have Emmanuel Sanders playing through a rib injury, we're playing, uh, and then, of course, a big question mark, and I think this is going to be a really important question mark: is the severity of D Ford's hamstring injury? So I was I think thinking
1: that too, with their because that front four has been dynamic all season, but with with the loss of Alexander and now potentially Ford, it takes away from. So then the linebackers have issues. You know what I mean? It gets through, mm-hmm. and then if the linebackers don't wrap up, you're you're looking at now. The secondary so you know it's it's a trickle down effect in, in a sense with defense because if they get past which they weren't getting past I think the 49ers have issues with the run game which to be honest Kwan and Alexander was locking up and D Ford yes. stepped up right after him so they have these issues on the run and now you can see how they're defending other teams are defending both that when you saw it with uh, the Cardinals did they locked him up so he wasn't there was nothing they could he could do, you know. Right. so it when they when they play to, you know, those strengths and yeah, yeah. they were powerhouse, but those are significant injuries for the 49ers. Significant. So I mean, I think everybody's pulling for D four to get back, but you know, it's it's gonna matter and they are now facing a tougher schedule than they did in the beginning of the season which is good that the 49ers won all those games because it mattered. It really matters now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really does. They have the Packers and then the Ravens, as I mentioned, on the road, and then the Saints on the road. So this next three, these next three weeks are a tough stretch. Then they have the Falcons at home, the Rams at home, and then the Seahawks on the road. It looks like. A lot of games to be played for both the 49ers and the Seahawks, and the Seahawks don't have an easy schedule either. They play Philadelphia, who, granted, Philadelphia has struggled, but they're playing in Philadelphia, and even though they've struggled, you still can't really count them out of any game. Uh, Then they play the Vikings, so they've got a tough schedule, too, coming up, Uh, and then I think they also play the Rams and the Cardinals and then the Niners, and they might be missing a team in there, but... Neither team has an easy schedule for the next several weeks, but I I think most people think that that game will decide who's the NFC West winner and who is going to be getting a wild card spot. But Mm -hmm. this game is an important one for the Niners. I think, you know, as we've said, the D. Ford injury is a big one, and so we'll see how the week progresses on that. Uh, That being said, I I do still think, I do just kind of feel like this is a 49ers win. Um, they find ways to win, except the Seattle game. Um, <laughs> they do find they do find ways to win, but even the Seattle game, they really just they were a missed field goal away from winning yeah. that game. Um, so they were in a we'll position see.
1: to win. They did. I mean, they. I think that that offense and the defense put put the 49ers in a position to win, and it just. It didn't go their way. And sometimes that happens. It's just the way it is. But, um, you know, it, it's interesting, though. What do you think about – because Jimmy G would, like, thread these – you know, thread the needle, and I don't even know how he got to some of these receivers against the Cardinals. And then the next one, he throws a pick. And I think he threw two picks, right? Um, he did throw two picks.
0: The second one was a little – I mean, the first one was like, what on earth was he doing? The second one was a little bit, there may have been blame in a couple of places on that one. You know, I think I said on this podcast in week two or three that 49ers fans are going to have to accept that at least once a game, Jimmy Garoppolo (laughs) is going to throw a really bad interception. And I I think I said that pretty early on, and it has come true fruition. Every single week, it's an it's definitely an area for concern. If there's a silver lining to it, it doesn't seem to phase him. He tends to throw an interception and then come out on the next drive and lead one of these incredible drives where he completes passes, and you're like, <laughs> how did he do that? And then they score, and then the next drive. So you know he's he seems to be somewhat unflappable in that way. But I think what we'll see over these next few weeks. Is some of these interceptions that have not ruined the game, you're now playing three really good football teams and they, they might, might matter. They yeah. might matter. So I think that'll be interesting to see. What also has really helped him in those situations is usually when he throws interception, and I would have to look at actual like actual stats on this, but just from memory, the defense really comes out strong and seems to at most give up a field goal. Uh, which has really helped him. But again, that goes back to our conversation on the D Ford injury. He needs the defense to come up strong on that. But I think – I just think that's part of his game. And like I said, I said it in week two or three, and I think it's true. People just have to – have to accept it. It just we'll see how much does that matter now in these three games and as they get into the playoffs. Um, but that just might be who he is as a quarterback and that – might be a simplistic way to say it, but it is like it just is what it is. But I notice a lot what makes me laugh on Twitter is he'll throw an interception, and then everyone will be like, "Okay, cool." So was that the bad one? And now <laughs> this is where he like goes off the rest of the game, uh, and that just does seem to be what happens. But he, they, he, one thing I'll say, like he finds ways to win, and at the end of the day, his team is nine and one. So if he can get away with them, but I think that there's, you know, there's there's certainly reason for concern on those and i think it'll just remain to be seen i think the next 3 weeks will be really telling as to how much they can handle it but you made up a very, you made a very good point it really is great that they won all those games because even in a worst case scenario if they lost their next 3 games and then won out they're going to end up 12 and 4 so it was really good i don't think they're going to lose their next 3 games but they could lose two out of the next three, or they could lose one of their next three. So I think that'll, you know, be an issue. But I think. I mean, even if you finish the season, I always think like 13 and three
1: is a great season. I think that's the, the season that, that the 49ers just last went to the Super Bowl. You know, that's what um, I think the Patriots did, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like when I think about like a went 12, 13 season win, I mean, that's a good team. regardless of how you look at it, that's a really good team.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think it will behoove this team to have home field advantage. Uh, And I know that that's probably people will say, well, yeah, it helps every team to have home field advantage. But (laughs) I think think you have a young team. I think especially you have a young team. Granted, this is not Kyle Shanahan's first rodeo. It would be his first as a head coach in the playoffs, but he's been to a Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo has not – led a team to Super Bowl victory, but he's been on teams that have won Super Bowls. He's been there. He's watched it. He knows what happens. So there are veteran Richard Sherman obviously has been through this. So there's certainly veterans on this team and you have veterans in, in coaching. But I think for this young team it would certainly behoove them to have yeah. home field. Tennis. They've been
1: good on the road too. They really We're have. Happy. I
0: mean so I mean they haven't
1: even lost on the road this season. So
0: that's true. Who you know knows? what? That's a good point. They have not. They have not lost on the road this season. I just think the playoffs are obviously a different animal. But you, you are correct. They have not lost on the road this season. So, you know, we'll see. Who knows? Um, <laughs> well, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. But I think uh, let's take a quick look at the NFC playoff picture, and then we'll do our fangirl says, who's not, who, who's hot, who's not. Uh, but the NFC playoff picture is really interesting. You have, I guess, eight teams right now that realistically could take those six spots. Um, so if the playoffs started tomorrow, you would have the the division winners being the 49ers, the Packers, the Cowboys, and the Saints. And then you have a wild card picture that would include the Seahawks and the Rams and the Vikings and the Eagles. Well, I know the Eagles and Panthers are probably pretty close there. But the NFC, it's gonna like it's gonna come down to the wire on who goes. Yeah, the, <clears throat> it's
1: it's interesting because you've got, I mean, you have. Oh, I think about the Vikings are, so they're just a wild card there. You know, you never mm-hmm. know what's gonna happen with them. I think the Seahawks are just very good. I no one's ever gonna count them out. The Cowboys are, ah. eh, but they've got their division locked up. It's uh, hard to say, you know, when you look at that. I think the AFC's got a lot more, you know, star courses like the Bills. Um, you have, you know, well, of course, the Ravens. You have the Colts, Texans, which I think it's probably going to be one of them that gets the wild card, in my opinion. It will be. So, it definitely. Um, yeah, it definitely will be. So
0: but I you'll probably I'm... have the, the Bills. I think in in the AFC you'll have the Patriots, the – Right. Whoever the Colts, Chiefs. Texans, Chiefs, but you know who else is a Raiders. wild card in the AFC is are the Raiders. I, well, kind of. But yeah, you never know. But they could Whatever. get a wild. I mean, but they but they literally could get a wild card spot. They're, they could. Like they, wild card, but they actually are in contention for the wild card.
1: Right. So. I mean, it's true. I mean, they kind of are. I mean, if the Chiefs get the AFC West, and that would mean that the Raiders, they have when looking at the schedule. It would be the Raiders, the Bills, or the Texans Colts, whoever. So, yeah, yeah, they're in it. They're they're not out, that's for sure. They're not
0: out. They're not out. And I think everyone thought that they would be far out at this point. (laughs) Yeah. But they actually – they are not out. Well, this is a a big weekend for a couple of those matchups, so we'll have lots to talk about next week. Uh, The Ravens are actually also playing the Rams next week on Monday Night Football. I don't know that that has major playoff implications, but – that'll just kind of be an interesting game to watch um, because the Rams are also going to be fighting for a wild card, but I don't see them overcoming the Ravens, but I've been wrong before, but probably (laughs) not about this.
1: Um, All right. I
0: think that brings us to our favorite part of the show. Fangirl says who's hot and who is not. Steph, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I'll go first this time. Um, So I
1: definitely, um, I I just have a major football crush on Lamar, totally so <laughs> I think fair. he is. Um, I think he's really hot. I, he, I I think he secured the MVP for me. I know we have a lot more football to play, but he's just so confident. He's so good, and it's just exciting to see those kids go out there and and do what he does. And he's so hard to defend. I don't even know how you would defend him at times because he's just so versatile. But he can also you know throw a good great beautiful deep ball so it's like I just I'm jealous <laughs> you know when I see him um yeah he's my football crush right now I definitely am gonna say
0: ooh, it's either between mild Garrett's not hot <laughs> yes and we did not talk much about that uh but I think at this point everyone has seen what happened yeah. um and knows what happened but I think that's a fair not hot
1: and, um, you know I'm not saying that you know Rudolph didn't make mistake I think there was a lot of people that just were dumb at the you know second to last play of the game or whatever it was um, but that was just really egregious and it's it was bizarre for him to do it I, I don't know I've just never seen anything like I've seen stuff like that in hockey but I've never seen it you know in football and I I, I don't I just it was disturbing to me so i'm going to definitely say he's not hot um i agree with the nfl suspension i i i, I don't know what would overcome you know or make
0: a person do that so
1: um yeah he's definitely not hot
0: <laughs> and i will just say on that and i just as a quick little aside since we didn't talk about it too much before you know a lot of people have said to me well this one did this and this one did that. And I don't disagree with any of that, but at the end of the day, he took his helmet off and hit him in the head with it. And that's the difference. And yeah, protected even. Yeah. I mean, I mean you that's, get it. that's <laughs> the difference is he hit him in the head with his helmet and not to be dramatic, but had he hit him at a different angle that the conversation we'd be having right now would be pretty tragic. So yeah, it, it's, true I mean it could could have really
1: gone really bad really quick and Mm -hmm. you know and if somebody intentionally like you know did that even in the heat of the moment and killed him or who knows made him you know there's all kinds of head injuries you know put him in a coma or whatever who knows but like the thing is is that there's so many football players in the NFL who have actually committed assault have actually done these things but they do it off the field and nobody's like really like uh, upset and up in arms about it so i think it really should um you know cause us like if we're so disturbed about this just because we didn't see it but we hear about it you know the hit women or whatever some of the players i think we need to
0: you know as a i don't know as fans really take that stuff ser- seriously or more seriously i agree in fact we had a situation today where the dolphins cut a running back who. Um, was arrested for a domestic violence incident in which he apparently hit his pregnant girlfriend. So I think you are right, and we need to take the assault seriously, both on and off the field. Um, And so, uh, oh, my turn for Fangirl says, who's hot and who's not? I'm going to start with my who's not, and I am going to say the Chicago Bears for their handling of – The Mitchell Trubisky situation I think they drafted poorly and they made a mistake there but I think they've also and I've certainly been critical of Trubisky on this podcast I think they also have a quarterback who's bad but or not great but probably bad but not all bad (laughs) and there probably are things they could be doing to playing to his strengths that they that they're not and then he was benched on Sunday they say it's a hip injury there's been a lot of controversy about that I think the handling of this situation has just been detrimental to the Bears, so I'm going to give all of them my not hot. And I'm also going to say, as I've said before, part of the problem here was the off-season tunnel vision on that 42-yard missed field goal and not really addressing other issues on the team that maybe led to being in that position in the first place. So Bears, not hot. And my fangirl says who's hot is, oh, God, there are so many good players and so many hots right now in the NFL um, that that one's going to be hard for me. But you know who I'm going to give my fangirl says? Who's hot, too? I'm going to give it to 49ers running back Jeff Wilson, Jr., who played his first offensive snap of the game the other night, brought it in for a touchdown, his first touchdown catch of his career, and sealed the game and won the game for the 49ers. So I'm giving it to Jeff Wilson, Jr. You are this week's fangirl says, who's hot? And (laughs) I'm going to tell him so. At practice tomorrow, <laughs> so there we go. Too bad I don't have like a trophy that I could bring. <laughs> Congratulations! Maybe we need to get those. <laughs> we need to get little. We need to get little trophies for people um, and send them out. Uh, all right. With that, we will talk to you guys next week. We will have. Lots of fun games to discuss, and hopefully, we'll be discussing a 49ers victory, even though I believe our Packers fangirl would disagree with that wholeheartedly. Um, <laughs> and that is what we have. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and leave a review if you like what you hear. And also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. And with that, I am Tracy. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Steph. Goodbye.